This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello, and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Tuesday, May 17th. I'm your host, Dylan Tiggins, joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how are you doing today? Pretty good. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for joining us. Matt is in Montreal, or on his way to Montreal, so glad to have you joining me during the week, rotating in, uh, getting some... Another another Brad show this week. Uh, Brad, how was your weekend? Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, some sports. Uh, partner Sally went off to Arizona to visit her family, so uh, ruling the nest alone this week, and uh, got the dog to look out for, keeping me company. There you go. Right on. So um, I tweeted about this, but Matt and I recorded Monday's show on Sunday afternoon, and an hour or two after that, uh, the Texas-Toronto fight happened. And I was like, we didn't get to discuss this at all. Don't even get to get to it till Tuesday. Um, and by now, all the hot takes are out there. It's pretty well been covered. There's no news to drop. But, uh, Brad, I, I just, I, we can't not talk about it on the podcast. Uh, is there anything for you to take away from that other than, like, a ridiculous punch and fight? Uh, I don't know that there's any real DFS effect to it. But, uh, h- how did you walk away from this insane, uh, baseball brawl? Well, I think this is going to be really interesting to watch how uh, Commissioner Manfred uh, responds to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been he's taken a hard stance on violence in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, supposedly, wanted to go much more bullish on the uh, Jose Reyes suspension, and just uh, legal team kind of talked him out of it because they didn't have evidence. Uh, so, I, I think what we might see here, especially with uh, Rodor is a suspension over 10 games, mm-hmm. and uh, Jose Batista might also get a very large suspension uh, yeah. based on you know his role in things, too. I, I don't think any of the others are going to be too serious. You know, a couple of games of Kevin Pillar, uh, some relievers will uh, get dinged, uh, Jesse Chavez and Matt Bush, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really think anyone else will take a serious suspension from it. Yeah, it's such a thing. I've had some time to to soak in it, you know, again, for for a day or two. And I don't know. I don't think you or I are ever really hot takes kind of guys. I don't have any strong opinion. Uh, only thing I feel is maybe the opposite of that, just that I don't feel like taking a side and that nobody looks good in this, you know? It's easy to say, oh, this guy started it because of that. And then, oh, yeah, yeah but this guy started it because of that. And then, yeah, this guy started that because of that. And it's like, it's all pretty dumb. Um, it's pretty entertaining. I mean, is that the best baseball fight slash punch you've seen in a while? Uh, definitely the best punch. Uh, I gotta say, baseball fights in general are, can be a bit of a sissy brawl, usually. <laughs> it's usually uh, pretty bad. <laughs> when. When you get beyond just pushing, there's usually some uh, very uh, straight-armed punches. Yeah. Uh, they look uh, really silly. Yeah. And it's just like, you can tell people haven't ever thought about throwing a punch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, we could go on with it, but again, I don't think there's any DFS angle to it, and I don't know that I have anything to say that others haven't, you know? But, uh... I don't know. It was just weird timing to record early with Matt and then have that happen and be like, oh no, we don't get to talk about that. But yeah, that was a thing. Uh, you got anything else in, else in baseball before we uh, move on for Tuesday picks? I think we can hit the picks. Yeah, alright. So for Tuesday, we got plenty of games, but they're pretty much all in the evening, and so that puts them all pretty well on the same slate. So we're just going to start uh, with, without splitting off just at catcher. Brad, who are you looking at at catcher for Tuesday? 
Yeah, so it's a tough day in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many aces, and even the guys who maybe aren't aces anymore, like Zach Granke, you know, still a really good pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Hendricks is a solid pitcher. you got a lot of guys like that who yeah. uh, have the potential to shut down offenses. Uh, so there's not a ton of guys to go after. A uh, catcher, one of the guys I'm really looking at is Yasmani Grandal against Jared Weaver. Yeah. I think that's going to be extremely popular. There's no reason for it not to be popular. Uh, he's just a good hitter, high OBP, big high floor guy with uh, a good high ceiling, too. Uh, so you can get a bit of everything out of him. Uh, another guy I'm liking, I mentioned Granke. Uh, Brian McCann's got a, a fairly friendly power park today, uh, go up against Granke. Uh, he's... He's someone who I, I usually find myself, I usually find an excuse not to use McCann. Mm-hmm. Uh, often it's just uh, something related to you know, shift data. Uh, I find some reason why I think he'll hit three ground balls and you know, that'll be that. Uh, but, but the matchup against Cranky, I don't think it's a bad one for him today if you're looking for someone who's a little high profile and has good power at the position. Remember when Carlos Ruiz, he started two games in a row, uh, but they like to use him against lefties. And uh, up against Wei-Hin Chen tonight. Uh, Ruiz is hitting really well this year, uh, staying nice and fresh. Uh, big numbers against left-handed pitching, uh, so it could be a good play tonight. Yeah, I, I like that. I haven't been that in on uh, the Ruiz, and I'm just trying to find Philly's righties to use against Wei-Hin Chen, and only really came up with Michael Franco. Uh, but but I think Ruiz is is not a bad option there. I often like going cheap at catcher. And I don't really worry about how obscure you can get. I think the the more off the path a catcher, if you're going to punt anyway, the better. Uh, so so I like those. I like Ruiz. Um, I wrote Matt Weeters getting Wade Miley. Uh, Matt Weeters has traditionally liked to hit lefties in his career. He's been so bad this year that I it's hard to really believe in that. Like, are you going near Matt Weeters, or do you just need to see more from him? There's days when I use them, usually in smaller slates, mm-hmm. uh, just in the hopes that it's one of those times he gets into one. But I'm starting to treat him more like, uh, I don't know, like a Chris Iannetta or uh, you know David Ross with the platoon advantage. Uh, guys who you have to have some either very specific reasons to use them, or you're just kind of throwing your hands up and saying, "Well, this guy's more potential than the other guys who are cheap." Yeah. He's just not been very good this year. I want him to be good, and I want him to be able to get a lefty well, but, you know. I also kind of like Wade Miley. I think we'll talk about him some more. Uh, but it's hard to go with Weeders. It's an option, but I think they're better. I, I agree that Grandall is the baseline. Grandall's the obvious pick. Um, so we're basically looking for options outside of Grandall. Uh, I wrote Victor Martinez getting Phil Hughes because he's still a catcher in some formats, and I don't have a problem with that at all. Um, I wrote Miguel Montero again, Chase Anderson, because Miguel Montero's back, and so I don't know if he's playing every day already, but if he's in the lineup, I like that only because Chase Anderson, and it hurts to pick against him because we love him on this show, uh, he's been so homer-prone. One, yeah. he, he's just been so bad in general. But last time out, he corrected it, uh, looked better, we think he can be better, still out of homer. And so uh, I, I could see, you know, picking against him, just trying to get one of those guys that hits one over the fence against him. And I think some Cubs will do that. And Miguel Montero certainly could be the one. He has enough pop. So uh, I'm willing to pick against him. Um, only other name I had, you can take Buster Posey against Colin Ray, I guess. Uh, it's yeah. in San Diego, and Colin Ray is 
borderline competent, and so I don't think it's a, a real huge pick, but that Giants lineup has so many left-handed guys, n- not Posey, but just has so many guys that are decent, and Posey obviously is pretty alright, so... Again, just looking for options outside of Grandal, and, and there's nothing wrong with going close, I suppose. Um, but but nothing really jumping off the page to catch it for me. I found it to be a, a tough position for the day, which is why if you want to go off the beaten path with someone like Ruiz, I'm actually pretty okay with it. Um, did you have any other catching options? I'm always on board with trying for Francisco Cervelli as mm-hmm. a high floor guy. Yeah, uh, he's in Pittsburgh against Aaron Blair. And I think that matchup's fine for him. He'll probably get a hit or a walk or do something, and he's got guys to pick up and drive in. Uh, only other one, Tommy Joseph's 2000 on DraftKings, uh, a good little bargain if you're going with a Clayton Kershaw stack. Mm-hmm. And he's facing a lefty. So theoretically, he'll have you know a bonus from the platoon advantage. We don't mm-hmm. too, know too much about him yet, though, so... We'll see how it goes. Did you see the foul tip that Francisco Cervelli took the other day? I didn't. Uh, he, uh, no beating around the bush, he basically took a bad one to the crotch that knocked him <laughs> down, and he stayed in the game, but everybody else took a walk for a minute and gave him some time, and it was it was pretty gnarly. And you just saw him, he had to just lie on the ground for about a minute. Uh, but, but yeah, that, that one was, that was pretty tough. So, assuming that doesn't keep him out for a day. Uh, I, I like him, too. Now, I could see them giving him a day off, though, for that. Alright, uh, on to first base. I didn't have a million options, as usual, but there are plenty. Um, who are you thinking of going with at first base? It's one of those days where the top options happen to have the best pitching matchups, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got Anthony Rizzo, top of the pile, up yes. against Chase Anderson. You yep, mentioned yep. he's homer-prone. Game's also at uh, Miller Park. Uh, nice homer-friendly environment. Uh, so, you know, if you have the money for Anthony Rizzo, he's going to be, you know, looking quite valuable tonight. Uh, the only issue I see is that with so many you know, high-profile pitchers, it's going to be hard to get a full Cubs stack in mm-hmm. and you know, feel good about your pitching, too. Uh, another guy I like... Uh, Michael Pineda hasn't been terribly good this year, and so I think you can go with Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, Goldie's hitting's down a little bit this year, and it's because he's not really getting pitched to. Mm-hmm. He's drawing a ton of walks, and uh, I've, I've watched him a few times, and he his timing almost seems a little bit off. I think he's uh, gotten into a bit of a passive mode. I've seen him take a few pitches he's mashed in the past and just let him go. So... I don't know if his ceiling's quite where I want it to be. Obviously, he's extremely talented. He's always a homer threat, but mm-hmm. he's not getting there as often as in the past. Yeah, I agree. I think some Goldschmidt owners are a little bit disappointed so far this year because if you took him or paid for him, you're not getting what you need from him yet. Right. Uh, Brandon Bell I like a lot tonight at San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's up against Colin Ray, you mentioned. Uh, He's a good pick because of the guys around him. Belt's one of them. And Bell looks extremely good this year in general. Uh, he's made some improvements at the plate, it seems. And you know, he's looking like uh, one of the top first basemen in the league. You have uh, Pepco Park. Uh, the park factors for left-handed power aren't actually bad, even though we always talk about Petco being a pitcher's park. Mm-hmm. Uh, home runs tend to fly for lefty bats a little bit. And then uh, the other ones I'm looking at, uh, both the... Twins first baseman, Bielmo Park, and Joe Maurer up against Mike Pelfrey. I think sure. that one speaks for itself. 
Yeah. I was trying to find twins I liked uh, against Mike Pelfrey. You can take anybody against Mike Pelfrey. And, uh, yeah, I'm I'm fine with any of them. They can definitely hit. I like seeing Park hit and not just uh, lefties. Seeing that power come out. It's been good. Um, I wrote down Mike Napoli getting Alfredo Simone. I like anybody against Simone, and I definitely like anybody against the Reds' bullpen. Mike Napoli's been fine. Usually prefers lefties, but he's hitting righties real well this year. So I'm in on that. They have John Jaso against Aaron Blair. Um, I like the Jaso and Cervelli pairing sometimes just in terms of being decent floor guys. I think Jaso's that way, good on base percentage. Not the typical thump and power you want from first base, but if you just, uh, you need a base, you need a, a, a floor, you need not zeros. Um, not a GPP play, more of a, a 50-50 type play. Uh, I, I like John Jaso. Um, I wrote Freddie Freeman getting Juan Nicasio. It's so hard to be in on Freddie Freeman this year with the offense being so bad. Talk about not really having a huge ceiling just because who's he going to drive in? It, it's tough. Not going to get driven in. I mean, lucky you're getting a solo homer from him. Quality ball player with just no support. So it's it's tough for Freddie Freeman, in my opinion. Um, I wrote Miguel Cabrera and Phil Hughes. It's righty on righty. I don't think it matters. I don't. I'm not in on Phil Hughes, so I think it, uh, Cabrera could do fine. And then, um, honestly, my other obvious matchup, I think Rizzo's the obvious matchup if you can get him. The problem is price, and the problem is that everybody's going to do it. Um, my other obvious one is Adrian Gonzalez getting Jared Weaver. I think there's no reason not to go with that. Matchup's fine, Weaver's bad, Gonzalez is consistent. Not huge power, not having a, a crazy power year. It's kind of slowly been declining for a while, but... Still picks up RBIs, still has a fine average. Uh, there, there's nothing to worry about there with Adrian. So, any other first baseman for you before we hop to second base? I think that about covers it. Uh, yeah. on, on the topic of Agon, just make sure he's in the lineup today. I think he left yesterday because of like a back issue. Yeah. So yeah, keep an eye on him. But again, I'm not worried about Jared Weaver. Um, on the second base, I have plenty of options at second base. I actually wrote eight down. Um, I have Jason Kipnis getting Alfredo Simone. Uh, and the Reds' bullpen, especially, exclamation point next to that. Uh, Kipnis, you know, it's plenty of ways he can contribute when he's on. I think that's just fine. I wrote Jonathan Scope getting Wade Miley. That's righty on the lefty. Scope is in the past preferred righties, but he's doing fine against lefties this year. Um, I like Wade Miley. Don't love, but I like Wade Miley. His peripherals have looked a lot better than his results, and part of that has been being homer-prone. I think last time out was four homers, four runs allowed, but three of them were homers. Um, and Scope's definitely part of that uh, in terms of Orioles. has plenty of power. Basically the only thing he has is power, and he's not getting on base. But, um, yeah, do you like that matchup for Scope? Or one, do you like Jalen Scope? And then, uh, yeah, do you like him against Wade Miley? Yeah, Scope's a, a bit of a streaky bat, and he's hitting well right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm more inclined to actually use him. Uh, he had that two homer night the other day, but in general he's you know pounding out base hits and he makes really good contact when he's on too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think the matchup looks fine. Uh, Wade Miley's a solid but unspectacular pitcher. Yeah, uh, Baltimore's obviously a good place for hitting in general. Yeah, uh, we'll get to Wade Miley later because again I believe a little bit, um, but this could be a volatile start for him. Could get some strikeouts against the Orioles, but also it could get you know the ball hit over the fence pretty well. Um, I have Robinson Cano getting Ubaldo Jimenez. There's not much to say about that. Cano's doing fine this year. Ubaldo has his Ubaldo starts. Uh, 
I have Derek Dietrich getting Vince Velasquez. Velasquez has predictably cooled off a bit. I don't think he's going to get bad, but after striking out 16, he has struck out like 6, 5, 5, 4, or something like that. Like, not that many. Uh, he's been okay, but but it's slowed down a bit. And I think Derek Dietrich, anytime he gets a right, he can do just fine. It's kind of an on-base guy, and sometimes you put him up near the top of the lineup. So uh, we believe in Dietrich. I have Ian Kinsler getting Phil Hughes, just as the leadoff man against him. I think the Tigers will score runs against Phil Hughes, and as the leadoff guy, he should be able to get involved in that. Often prefers lefties, but I believe in him hitting a righty, Phil Hughes. Uh, I wrote Brett Lowry getting Dallas Keuchel. Um, people kind of figured that Dallas Keuchel would not be as good as he was. I don't know that they'd think he would struggle this much. I still believe in him to be fine, but I also think that he's shown enough imperfections that... A decent lefty masher can be matched up against him. Um, are you down for taking Brett Laurie or other good White Sox hitters against Dallas Keuchel today? Yeah, I think it's a sneaky play. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are still going to be a little bit wary of Keuchel, and his peripherals aren't really terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not what they were last year, obviously, but they're you know workable. It's uh, the surface stats that really look bad for Keuchel. Mm-hmm. And and he like always was. <sighs> You don't want to say lucky, because I think we're smart enough to know that peripheral stats don't necessarily immediately translate to what we think they are. Like, FIP is not perfect. But uh, he was always overperforming those measurements, and now he's underperforming them. And I don't know what there is to draw from that specifically, but I, I believe in the imperfections a bit. I'm not way down. I don't think you can just go out and, like, think that he's going to implode. But I think also your guys that like to hit lefties can do okay, so... If you believe in Brett Lowry against the lefty, I'm okay with uh, with this one. Um, speaking of mashing on lefties on the flip side of that matchup, Jose Altuve gets Carlos Rodon. Uh, Rodon's an interesting pick today, and we'll get to him just because there's so many strikeouts in the Astros lineup that he could have a big day. But there's also a bunch of lefty mashers, uh, and that includes Altuve, who has an insane average against lefties in his career. Uh, so feel free to take that matchup if you want. And then my last second baseman is Gene Segura against Michael Pineda, um, who you said has not been great. I, I mentioned this to Matt, but uh, Paul Spore, they like to call him over the sleeper on the bus. They call him Michael Pinata, which I think is a great nickname. I don't know that he originated it, but I needed to give him credit for at least that's where I heard it. And uh, he's getting hit around, and Gene Segura keeps finding holes. It's it's BABIP-related, but as long as they're going in and, and they're scoring runs, I'm fine with Gene Segura uh, getting Michael Pineda. Um, I just hogged all the second basemen. I listed all eight I had. Uh, Brad, did you uh, have any that I didn't have at second base? Continuing on the uh, Giants theme, like mm-hmm. Joe Panic, mm-hmm. uh, another guy uh, kind of like Cervelli and Jaso, who's more high floor than high ceiling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but batting second in that lineup, uh, there's always potential for a really good night. Uh, he's got multi-hit potential. He has a little bit of power. Uh, could drive in a bunch of runs, could score a bunch of runs, could even walk. Uh, so there's a pretty wide range of possible good outcomes for him and uh, has a good matchup against Colin Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, other guy I like, uh, assuming he doesn't accept his suspension immediately, would be Rudnit Odor against Jesse Hahn. Yeah, yeah, that, that matchup's kind of interesting to me because I like Jesse Hahn, but haven't seen a lot from him yet this year, and Texas is kind of a weird offense that has talent in it but hasn't really clicked too much yet. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm fine with Odor if he's in the game. He's definitely a, a good righty masher. So, um, all right, on the third base, Brad, go ahead and take it away. What are you thinking at third base for Tuesday? 
uh, love him Manny Machado against Wade Miley. Mm-hmm. Uh, just love Machado in general. Uh, he's actually shortstop eligible on DraftKings, so think about using him there instead of third base. Yeah. Uh, but either position, he's one of the top plays tonight, if not the top play. Uh, also, like Kyle Seeger, a lefty at Camden Yards against Ubaldo Jimenez. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seeger has really come on strong lately. He's uh, gotten past that uh, very, very slow start to the season. I think he's a, a nice multi-homer threat tonight uh, with the, the short right field porch to take advantage of. And then also liking Matt Carpenter, leadoff guy against Chad Bettis, who uh, surprisingly we haven't picked on too much yet. Right. And I think we'll have a few more names to drop in that Cardinal stack before we're done here. Yeah, are you a believer in Bettis at all away from Coors? I've heard some people actually give him... Maybe not a full vote of confidence, but a little bit. Uh, do you think there's a pitcher to be had there that's fantasy yeah, relevant he, at all? He gets a half vote for me, but when you consider the slate today, he's mm-hmm. like probably the eighth worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's definitely days where he's you know top ten, yeah, uh, and even a very viable option. Like if he was visiting the Braves today, I'd think about him pretty strongly. For sure. example, the Cardinals are a tricky offense. They they, they don't really have anything that's really high octane. There's no Mike Trout or Bryce Harper to really carry the team, but they're really tough top to bottom. Yeah. Uh, there's any number of their their starting eight could do damage against you, so you got to watch out. Yeah. No. And, and Matt Carpenter is always pretty awesome, especially against the righty. So I, I'm all in there. I agree. I, I'm willing to pick on Chad Bettis. It's just that. He's not the same waiver wire fodder as just about everybody else in the uh, the Colorado rotation. I have Michael Franco getting Wei in Chen. I kind of like Wei in Chen, uh, but I think I like Franco against a lefty more. I have Nick Castellanos getting Phil Hughes just because Castellanos has been awesome, uh, and I'm not worried about the righty on righty there. I have Martin Prado getting Velasquez, same kind of thing. Both those third basemen have just been too good to ignore, even if they don't have the uh, the platoon advantage. I have Todd Frazier getting Dallas Keuchel. I like that, you know, way more than Brett Lowry. Todd Frazier's been awesome, loves to hit lefties. I would not worry about that. Only reason I wouldn't go with Todd Frazier is because I got a million third base options. But if you believe in him, I, I think it's an okay matchup getting a lefty there. Um, especially in Chicago. He just needs to get under one and put it in the air, which it's not easy to do against Keiko, but uh, it's possible. Um, I wrote Marwin Gonzalez getting Carlos Rodon. Um, he's the, kind of the other half of that third base platoon a lot of times. Uh, he can get in against the lefties. Uh, are you a Marwin Gonzalez guy at all when he gets in the lineup? Not especially, and they actually called up Colin Moran today, so mm-hmm. I'm not sure who will actually get the start there. Uh, so keep an eye on the lineup. Uh, Moran might be interesting if he's available. Uh, I, I don't really, just to give my two cents real quick, I'm not really a big Colin Moran guy. I don't think he's a major league starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he might be able to carve out a temporary role while we wait for Alex Bregman. Right. And that's not a bad idea to keep an eye on just in terms of, you know, what percent of people are going to have Colin Moran in their DFS lineup tonight. Very few. So if you feel like you'd like that matchup for him, um, you know, could run into one. He gets a, hits a matchup against Carlos Rodon, who I like, but can certainly have his off games. So if you feel like getting in there, that could be okay. It's, it's good to keep an eye out for that. I have Chris Bryant getting Chase Anderson just because, again, Homer Brown and versus power. That, that will be a popular one. Uh, have Travis Shaw getting Jordano Ventura. Uh, Matt and I talked about Red Sox against Ventura and then 
they got bumped from from Monday's game, so I'm back on that. Ventura's just struggled, and I pick any Red Sox hitter you believe in, I think that's going to be fine. Yeah, and then I had Matt Carpenter, so that's, you know, the rest of my third baseman. There's there's plenty of options. Um, did you have any that we did not get to? I consider both of the Arizona guys, uh, Jake Lamb and Brandon Drury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drury actually plays in the outfield, uh, but he's still third base eligible. Yeah. Uh, at least on uh, DraftKings. Uh, I think he's they've moved him to outfield on FanDuel finally. Uh, but Drury's the slightly cheaper one. Uh, Lamb's a little more expensive. He bats cleanup, though, and uh, well worth the cost uh, on both sites uh, today. Uh, also like Danny Valencia. Uh, back in action against a left-handed pitcher. Uh, I missed the three-homer game. Yeah, I came so close to using him uh, that day and just didn't. Uh, so I'm a little upset about that still. It wasn't one of those where you had him in and then switched him out, did you? I, I did that in uh, some of my uh, actual normal fantasy leagues, but he was just on my short list for DFS. Mm-hmm. Didn't quite make it in. I know that's... I think I, I took Pedro Alvarez over him in one league. Uh, in the uh, auto new, yeah, and uh, was kicking myself. <laughs> well, we uh, we definitely believe in Valencia when he gets a lefty on the show, and Cole Hamels is fine. Uh, he's good. Cole Hamels is good, and yeah, yeah. he's borderline great. But I think you can pick on him with guys that hit lefties. Yeah, he still gives up home runs. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if you want to go Valencia, I'm totally fine with that. Okay, on the shortstop, Brad, what do you think at shortstop for Tuesday? I mentioned Machado. If you're on DraftKings, that's mm-hmm. a, a pretty easy one. Uh, also at the top of the pile, Carlos Correa against Radon. Mm-hmm. Uh, mentioned pretty much the entire Houston Astros lineup so far, and I think that's probably justified. Uh, yeah. Correa has a home run in both his last games. So don't usually advocate the hot hand, but just you know something to watch. Uh, he came aboard super hot last year. It's possible he's a uh, one of those very streaky guys. Uh, also, like in Corey Seager staying at the very extensive end of the pool up against Jared Weaver. Uh, Seager's running hot, and you know I, I think this is a great time to uh, jump on the bandwagon with him. A little bit forgotten after the uh, slowish start, and Jared Weaver's so very exploitable. Yeah. It's easy to look at what Seager's done so far and be like, oh, he's not that great. And then you're like, oh yeah, he's 22, or 21, or whatever he is. He's still a baby. Like... If you can hold your own in the major leagues already, like he's going to be just fine. So, yeah, I'm still in there, especially heats up. I wrote Francisco Lindor getting Alfredo Simone. I assume you're fine with that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and the Reds bullpen. Francisco Lindor hasn't really lit the world on fire, but again, also really young and also had a pretty decent floor so far. So I, I believe there, especially as a switch hitter going into that bullpen, he's going to be just fine. I wrote uh, Eduardo Nunez getting Mike Pelfrey, and yeah, I got into that Twins lineup trying to figure out where to go, because I'm all in on picking on Mike Pelfrey, and there's not a lot of upside in that Twins lineup, but Nunez has been hitting second, or at least up near the top, and he's been beating on righties. He's been just fine. Uh, He has his hot streaks, he has a little bit of pop, he can run a little bit, so it's not the slam dunk for me for the day, it's not Carlos Correa, but if you want to go cheap at shortstop... There's points to be had there with Eduardo Nunez, I think. Kind of a, a boring guy, but, but he can do some damage and kind of gets forgotten because it's Minnesota and whatnot. So, uh, I like Nunez. Or Jonathan Villar getting Kyle Hendricks. Kyle Hendricks is kind of a frustrating guy to pick against, I think, because he's not dominant, but he definitely keeps runs off the board. 
Um, I don't know that he's going to hold BR on. I think BR can get some points. I don't I don't think there's a huge ceiling there, but are, are you ready to pick against Hendricks at all, or is he just too frustrating? I, I don't see a problem with picking against him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not one of the weakest pitchers today, but he's also you know, nowhere near the strongest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's plenty of opportunity for the Brewers to do some damage. Yeah. I wrote uh, Xander Bogarts getting your Dana Ventura. I really like Bogarts against a lefty. That's like an exclamation point matchup. He's getting a righty, and the truth is he hasn't been bad against righties. I've said this on the show before. It's not the ideal matchup for him, but he's just been good enough that I don't think it matters. And last I checked, I think Ventura had more walks than strikeouts. He's been so bad that if there's a Red Sox hitter that you trust, I say go ahead. And that would include Bogarts for me. And then my last one is just Brandon Crawford getting Colin Ray. Again, so many Giants that'll do just fine. Uh, even though it's San Diego, he's left-handed, and I don't think that's a problem for him. Um, any shortstops that I didn't mention that you like? I like Elenimus Diaz versus Chad Bettis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned we'd probably get into a few more Cardinals. He's one of them. Nice high-floor guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes a lot of contact. Uh, so he's someone that I'm tracking tonight as a, a safer option. Uh, should be able to give you some points, uh, even if they're you know not super high value points. Uh, also liking Trevor Story tonight against Jaime Garcia. Story's a fly ball hitter. Uh, Garcia's a ground ball pitcher that usually favors the hitter. Uh, he's obviously Story's a uh, big swing and miss guy, so uh, Garcia has enough uh, with enough of a whiff rate to potentially just shut him down completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Story could also get into one or two and uh, really do some damage tonight. Yeah, Jaime Garcia is an interesting pitcher, for sure. But when he's on, he can do just fine. He's getting Rockies on the road. So, again, we'll get into that in the pitchers, but it's a little bit interesting, for sure. Um, if you don't have any more shortstops, uh, what do you think of in the outfield? Where do you think you're going there? As usual, uh, plenty of options. Third base and outfield eligible, Chris Bryant. Uh, probably near the top of the pile against Chase Anderson. Uh, Dexter Fowler, uh, pretty much any Cubs, really. Yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to say Jason Hayward. I'm still, I, I still don't know what to make of him. Uh, yeah. Obviously, he's got the uh, the minor injury that he's playing through, and so maybe it's not the right day to use Jason Hayward, but the uh, rest of the Cubs stack in the outfield is looking good. Also, like a couple of the Astros, uh, most notably George Springer. Uh, he's got a nice matchup at... Uh, you know, cellular field, uh, really like the park for power, really been waiting for Springer to go off and have a three-homer game. Uh, it's going to happen one of these days, uh, mm-hmm. so if you just uh, uh, keep plugging away with him, you're going you're gonna to eventually get a, a good payout. Orioles uh, up against Wade Miley, uh, Mark Trumbo is probably the big name of that group. Yep. Uh, Adam Jones is coming on strong, he's another one you should think about using, and he's still pretty cheap on both sites, uh, just because they've... Uh, adjusted to his very slow start to the season. Um, yeah, I, I've got a big circle around Mark Trumbo against Wade Miley. Yeah. Not only has he been hot, but he's getting a lefty who's been homer-prone. So I am all in on Mark Trumbo. Uh, I, I like those boomer-bust homer guys, and I think this is, you know, that that's my outfielder number one, uh, I think, for Tuesday. Um, I wrote Seth Smith on the other side, who's kind of the opposite type of player. Uh, a higher floor, lower ceiling guy. Pretty boring. Sorry to all you Seth Smith fans and Seth Smith and his family, but uh, kind of a boring option, but I think he'll do just fine. It's Ubaldo. Ubaldo can, you know, give up points, give up base runners, and Seth Smith knows how to get on base against righties and 
occasionally run into one. So I think that's just fine. And it's weird to say, but it's a good offense to be a part of right now. So uh, I like Seth Smith. Um, much more exciting and even, you know, bigger on-base guy. Christian Yelich gets Vince Velasquez. Christian Yelich is kind of breaking out, which is awesome to see. Uh, and again, I, Vince Velasquez is not bad, but is not a guy that you have to be afraid of in, in a good matchup. And I think Christian Yelich can do that. Um, we actually haven't picked that many Pirates against Aaron Blair, who's kind of competent. But uh, would you take the whole Pirates outfield, or you oh, yeah. focus any of them? I wrote yeah, Dan Gregory Polanco. Probably Marte's on paternity leave, but otherwise, yeah. Yeah. The, the usual crew is golden. Yeah, I wrote Gregory Polanco, but I certainly wouldn't be afraid of McCutcheon or any of them as well. Um, I wrote J.D. Martinez as my favorite Tiger to get Phil Hughes. If you want to pick another one, that's fine. He's given up so many fly balls, so those can definitely go out, especially with your really strong guys like uh, like J.D. Martinez. But if you want to go with Upton, who I think we think can turn it around, but we'd like to you know see some more, but uh, he has it in him. Uh, I, I wrote J.D. Martinez as my favorite. Um, I'm all in on George Springer. I'm all in on Dexter Fowler. Um, and then if you want some Red Sox, you can take Mookie Betts or J- Jackie Bradley Jr., has been just fine. Yeah. I believe in that. He's going to work his way up in the lineup. Uh, you went him against Ventura. And a Royals bullpen who it's not bad, but is not the elite force that, that we've seen before. Is uh, is good, but not one that we have to avoid. I think the the Royals have shown some imperfections on both sides of the ball where I'm not as worried about matching up against them with pitchers or hitters. So, uh, yeah, feel free to go with Jackie Bradley Jr. and Mookie Betts, I feel like. Um, I wanted... Colorado Rockies against Jaime Garcia, and it's what it's Ryan Rayburn, I guess. You know, you probably yeah, don't want your Rayburn's lefties. The yeah, yeah uh, I, I like picking Rayburn against a lefty. Jaime Garcia is kind of a tough lefty, so that's kind of a, a cute option if you're going a GPP and trying to get somebody that most people don't have uh, that might run into something. I think he's an option, but it's not a slam dunk. It's not a the floor is low there. Uh, he could put up zero points easily, but I I like that. Uh, it's it's one not a lot of people are gonna have. Um, in the outfield for Arizona, if you want to pick on uh, Michael Pineda, Michael Pinata, it's Brandon Drury maybe who might be an outfielder for you depending on on your format. Um, and also, what Yasmani Tomas? Do you believe in him getting a righty in Pineda? Tomas is a weird one for me. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm really feeling him yet, but yeah. I know others are fully on the bandwagon, so if he's a guy that you believe in, then you know, go for it. It's a good matchup for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I want him to be good, but I'm not super in. Um, but I'm, I'm in for picking on Michael Panetta, so go nuts if you have a Arizona outfielder you like or you like his money. Um, and then if you want to pick Dodgers outfielders against Weaver, I'm totally okay with that. I think Jock Peterson is the big pick there, but I don't think you're crazy for going with uh, Puig or anything. And then same with picking on Colin Ray. Uh, it might be Denard Span, uh, especially if you think they're going to score runs on him. The lead-up guy would be helpful, but I don't think you're nuts if you want to go with the other two uh, as well. Um, did you have any other outfield options? I ran through a bunch of them. Yes, uh, I don't did. mind Corey Dickerson or Chris Davis. Uh, there's sort of two that... I thought had some home run potential today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dickerson's up against Stroman. Uh, obviously, it's not an ideal matchup, but he's pretty cheap, and he's building mm-hmm. for power, even though he's not doing much else. And then Davis is running pretty hot these days, and he's yeah. got Cole Hamels. Yeah. Uh, Matt and I argued about it the other day because 
traditionally he's hit lefties pretty all right, but has not this year. I still believe in him against lefties, and like you said, Cole Hamels does give up his, his share of homers, so that would be okay. Um, all right, on to pitchers. As you said, it's kind of an ace day. Um, sometimes they match up against each other. Uh, so, obviously, if you want Kershaw against the Angels, go nuts. If you want Bumgarner against the Padres, I assume you don't have an issue with that, go nuts. Yep. Scherzer and Syndergaard face off against each other. What do, you, do you just stay away because they're against each other? What are you thinking there? So, if you're... It, it depends on your format. If you're doing 50-50, then yeah, you, you probably stay away because you want that win. Mm-hmm. And so you want to chase after an easier matchup. Uh, you know, Kershaw's easier, and uh, Bumgarner's, Bumgarner's also got pretty much an auto win. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in a GPP, though... Both those guys, they still have potential to be the top pitcher. And because they're facing each other, it's going to scare away some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you roll the dice, you hope you get the win, you hope they get the big game. And if you hit it, you'll have uh, you know, a guy who stands out a little more than you know, some of the others. Yeah, for sure. And I'm not worried about the matchup in either case. They're both kind of matchup proof. So um, Scherzer may be a little more popular coming off his insane game last time out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thumbs up for both of them. What about Chris Archer against Marcus Stroman? Is that a tough one for you? On a normal day, yeah, it would be. Uh, today, it's it's still a little challenging. Uh, Chris Archer has the ability to outpitch Clayton Kershaw on a given day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of wondering, someone was asking me on Twitter, uh, what's up with Archer? I, I kind of wonder if he's tipping his pitches, because mm-hmm. that, that's kind of how the, the numbers read. Like, there's... The high home run rate, the high BAPIP, uh, ERA is obviously elevated, but he's still getting his whiffs, uh, and uh, command may be down a little bit, but not so much that you'd expect uh, you know, the, the results in the batted balls that we're seeing. It, again, it, it looks to me like maybe hitters are cluing off of something and uh, teeing off on pitches when they know they're coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you see that with guys who... It kind of shows up in the peripherals as well, because maybe they're still doing the control right in terms of strikeouts and walks, but they're still getting pounded, you know, maybe like the David Price type thing. And you're like, maybe that's an explanation if you're looking for one, and that could be one. Um, I like Marcus Stroman, and I like his matchup better getting the Rays, but Chris Archer, better pitcher, but he has to pitch against the Blue Jays. So yeah. they even out a little bit in that way. Um, yeah, I have my, my issue with Stroman, I think, especially on DraftKings where he costs more than Cole Hamels, uh, barely less than Noah Syndergaard. Yeah. Uh, that, he, he just doesn't strike out enough guys to really justify that cost. Yeah, uh, yeah. The matchup's obviously very friendly. Uh, Rays are not good against right-handed pitchers. Uh, but, again, you're going to need some big strikeout numbers if you're also paying for a pitcher today. Yep. No, I agree. Especially because so many other people are going to be getting their strikeouts. Speaking of which, Danny Salazar at home against the Reds, all in there, right? Yeah, definitely. He's yeah. a really good pitcher this year. Yeah. Uh, the last couple of years, he's had a slow start to the year before catching on. This year, he's picked it up from day one. Yeah, he's volatile. He can have his high walk days, you know. He, he can implode a little bit, but the strikeouts just raise that floor so much that there's there's points to be had there just from the case. Um, I wrote Wei-Yin Chen getting the Phillies because the Phillies are 28th in OPS uh, against left-handed pitching. We, we've said before that we think that offense can be pretty decent. 
But if you look a little deeper than the surface, like they're scoring runs, but boy, have they been a blessed team so far this year, both on pitching <laughs> and in hitting and in one run games. Just, and it's fun to watch. We like seeing them be, be good, but I'm still willing to pick against them. Um, they can't hit lefties. William Chen had 12 strikeouts last time he was out, which I don't think, you know, is that telling for this next start. But uh, I'm fine with that matchup, to be honest. I, I would consider Chen in Philadelphia. Not a huge ceiling, because, again, I don't think he's going to strike out a dozen again. But uh, it's a good matchup for him. I'm fine with Wei and Chen there. Um, I, like I said, Carlos Rodon getting the Astros, that's a, a volatile but fun GPP play, just because he can get strikeouts, and there are a ton of whiffs in that Astros lineup. I believe they're first in baseball in strikeouts. So if you're feeling lucky or you just want to do a side one uh, with Carlos Rodon, I think there's a ceiling there uh, that is intriguing. Are you are you tempted at all by that one? It's definitely a, a high-risk, high-reward play. Yeah. Uh, he has his games uh, a few starts back. He threw one out and gave up five runs. Yeah. And then came back, had a really strong, I believe it was a seven-inning outing, uh, a bunch of strikeouts, uh, yeah. held... Opponents, uh, I think it was two runs, uh, so he, he he's all over the place, and it, it it's hard to really guess which one you're going to get uh, on a day like today. That's probably multiplying your risk and reward. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. I wouldn't put all the eggs in that basket, but I would definitely consider doing a, a slate like that. How about a uh, Kyle Hendricks getting the Brewers? I mean, we believe in the run support he's going to get. Uh, his issue tends to be just doesn't go that deep in the games. He might give you six innings, but, you know, it might only be, you know, he, he, he might hold him to one run or two, but he's just not going to go that deep and not a ton of strikeouts. I like him as a streamer, but you ever pick those guys in DFS? I mean, there's the ceiling just too low. Well, on DraftKings, I'm definitely more tempted to go after him today. Um, and, and even on FanDuel, I guess, uh, with the wind feeling automatic, uh, obviously it isn't, but it just feels so likely mm-hmm. uh, that you're going to get pretty solid production out of him. And he's definitely a lot more affordable than the alternatives. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, uh, FanDuel 8700, that's not enough to really get you a, a super rich hitting pallet. Uh, so I, I, I don't know if he's really worth the cost when you got a few guys who can go just as deeper deeper around the same price point yeah i i like him in traditional fantasy i'm all about streaming him that's fine but in dfs there's just not enough of a ceiling for me um matt and i talked about it for monday but again bumped to tuesday you all in and rick porcello getting the royals yeah i like the matchup for him the royals not being very good this year at all yeah uh, hitting wise uh, got, got a lot of guys who just aren't really doing much uh, it's kind of the eric hosmer show yeah uh, and Purcell is looking very good. I, I think that's a very nice matchup for him. Yep, he's been striking people out, which was kind of what was, you know, a, a bummer about him before. But if he's doing that, all of a sudden, you know, pretty relevant pitcher. So I'm in there. Uh, would you take Jaime Garcia getting the Rockies? It's Rockies on the road, and he can shut offenses down. Yeah, you can go either direction on that one, I think. Yeah. Uh, try to sneak some right-handed Rockies or, you know, chase after uh, Garcia, see if he can shut them down. Yeah, I would believe a lot of outcomes in that one. I could see it going a lot of ways, but plenty of them are good for Garcia. Uh, Zach Greinke's had his issues, but so have the Yankees. Uh, he's at home. He's still a pretty good pitcher, even if the D-backs don't seem to be getting what they paid for. Are you considering that matchup as well? I'm not as much in on that one, but yeah, that's if, if you want to try to 
get, catch lightning in a barrel or whatever. It's uh, a day when he could show his old form and you know get back on gear. Uh, the Yankees just really bad team right now. Yeah, uh, missing so many key elements to the lineup. Uh, others that are healthy just aren't doing things like Chase Headley. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's there, there's there's a lot wrong with that team. Yeah, and I don't think anybody that's not a Yankees fan feels that bad for him. It's okay. No. Yeah. It's uh it's kind of fun to watch. I have to admit. Yeah, and then um, in Oakland, Cole Hamels against Jesse Hahn, interesting matchup. Are you leaning either way here, or are you staying away? What, what are you taking away from that in terms of pitching options? I'm not too big on Hahn right now. He's got to show me a lot more than he has. I mm-hmm. think he's a little incomplete in terms of pitcher. He definitely needs to be on top of his game. Uh, the things that we liked most when we saw him pitching in San Diego have never really shown up in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... I mean, keep an eye on him. He's still of interest. Uh, not someone I'm using a DFS in any real formats. Uh, Cole Hamels, I could see trying to you know, squeeze something out of him, but the A's do have some guys who hit lefties, mm-hmm. and uh, I think there's a pretty good chance he'll give up a home run at the very least, if not a couple. Yeah, uh, I can see a fine start from him, but there's just so much of a ceiling from all these other guys. There's so many aces going that I feel like I need to try yeah. and get Something higher, at least a ceiling out of somebody, whether it's Salazar or Rodon or something, and just hope we're Porcello, just trying to get the strikeouts, because you're going to have opponents who use Kershaw and use Bumgarner and use Scherzer or Syndergaard. So it's that's why it's not a, you know, not a Hendricks day for me. You know? um, yeah. Um, were there any pitchers that you would consider that we didn't discuss? Uh, I think the one guy, uh, Juan Nicasio. Yes. Uh, complete wild card. Uh, I, I'm really not on the bandwagon. We've probably talked about it a few times. Uh, mm-hmm. The repertoire just isn't there for him as a starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's gotten through some outings, and you know, he, he posts decent strikeout rates more often than not. Uh, he's up against the Braves, who just have the worst offense by miles. It's yeah. a triple-A team. And it's at Pittsburgh, a good pitcher's park. He's got his awesome outfield. Uh, all the ingredients are there for Nicasio to throw six or seven solid innings at a pretty low cost. Yeah, we talked about for Monday, uh, John Neese going to Atlanta was a good matchup for him to turn things around, and I wasn't brave enough, didn't put my money where my mouth was, at least in the Field of Streams contest, but I streamed him in one of my fantasy leagues, grabbed him and went with it, and it was fine. Uh, the Braves are that bad that if there's any pitcher you believe in a little bit, Go for it, you know, especially a lefty. But, you know, right-handed Juan Nicasio, if you believe, even a little bit. And I do. Not a ton, but enough. Like, yeah, go for it. I think that's a fine, cheaper option. Not as much of a ceiling, but, he, you know, I feel like Atlanta can turn anybody into a pretty good pitcher right now. So, yeah, that's a good call on that. Um, That transitions right into us talking about Field Streams picks. Uh, And he's one of them. He's actually mine. Uh, for, for Tuesday. He's under 50% owned in Yahoo League, so I'm, I'm gonna go there. Other options, you could take Wade Miley going to Baltimore. Again, I believe in Wade Miley a bit, but, and there's some strikeouts we had there with Baltimore matchup, but they're just too much power and he's too home prone. That could go badly. Uh, Aaron Blair gets Pittsburgh, which is okay for him. Again, I still like Aaron Blair a bit, but he's not as safe as Nicasio. Uh, Chad Bettis is interesting against the Cardinals, but it's not a great matchup. And I, I when he's away from Coors, he has my attention a little bit. Um, we like Colin Ray at home, um, but the Giants are also a tough matchup. I think that's that's hard for him. And uh, Matt went with Jesse Hahn getting Texas, which I don't think is crazy, because I do like Jesse Hahn, but I want to see a little bit more from him before I'm trusting him. But 
but th- like you said, you're not ignoring him. You're not in yet, but but he's interesting. Uh, it's worth looking at. Uh, Brad, do you want to join us in this contest at all for Tuesday? Uh, I'd probably go with Nicasio. Yeah, that's that's the way I'm leaning, just because Atlanta matchups are so safe. I don't feel yeah. like I can get blown up there. All right, uh, that should do it for us for Tuesday. Plenty of options, big full slate, lots of aces, lots of places to go. Uh, Brad, uh, what do you got going on here during the week? What are you writing that people should check out? More uh, more DFS contests? Yeah, got another contest today. Uh, I can send you the links so you can put it in the post. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's up on uh, the Daily Grind, which should be live as of 15 minutes ago. Uh, you're obviously listening sometime in the future. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the Daily Grind contest, uh, 30 players on DraftKings, $2. It's just for fun. Uh, so come join us, have a good time, and I keep a leaderboard. Yeah, and it's all Rotographs listeners, which are what I think it's cool is cool, and it's you know regulars, and so you get to know who you're playing against a little bit, including Brad. And uh, Brad just told you a little bit of who he's going to be picking, so you get to use that against him a little bit. Don't know exactly where he's going, but you can get an idea. He uses his own advice against him, so pretty cool <laughs> yeah. stuff. Uh, check that out, um, not only on the the post on Rotographs, but also. Uh, Follow Brad on Twitter at BaseballA-Team. I'll have the link out there and, of course, a bunch of other good uh, DFS writing. And then you're also doing Dynasty writing, right? Yeah, yeah, doing a lot of Dynasty work these days. Uh, it's it's a weird, like, little niche I've fallen into. I'm doing the DFS and then Dynasty. So yeah. I, I'm more up on up-to-date when prospects come to the league because I've been looking at them for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, there's... It just feels funny to be so focused on the day-to-day stuff and then also looking years ahead. Yeah, you're writing on both ends of the spectrum, it feels like. Uh, yeah, so when Colin Moran goes up, you're like, hey, I'd, we, I'd known for a while and I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's I, I, I gave up on him years ago. I check in intermittently yeah. and continue to come away unimpressed. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, check out, uh, Brad's contest if you're playing for today and if you're playing for two years from now. Uh, he's writing stuff over at Baseball A-Team. Um, I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS. Uh, again, we always appreciate, uh, show feedback if you like uh, what we're doing or have any input. Uh, love to hear from you guys. I'm going to be back tomorrow with Scott Strandberg. You and I had Scott on one of our Friday shows and, uh, He's rotating in, having guests on this week, and we're going to have him on an audio show because we like having him on our uh, our Friday shows. And so another Rotographs writer will be featuring here. But uh, And then Brad and I, of course, will be back on Friday with another live show for us. And, and I think we have another Rotographs writer that's going to join us then, like featuring the Rotographs staff on this show. So uh, Brad and I are doing a live show on Friday morning. So we'll talk to Brad then, and I'll be back tomorrow with Scott. So until then, we'll talk to you guys later. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs. <laughs>